Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's that time of the week to have a conversation. I cannot speak today. <laughs> Allergies. But I am here nonetheless with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Camo Art. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Reaching Out. COVID free, might I add. COVID free, yeah. I uh, got over my second round of COVID uh, last week. You weren't even diagnosed when we had the last episode, were you? Like, no. We recorded it, and then like Friday, you were like, hey, I'm COVID. Yes. Yeah. How'd the bosses react? Oh, it, <laughs> hope you get to feeling better soon. They didn't say take off as much time as you need or mm. let us know if you need anything. They didn't say that, but uh, <laughs> they were like, well, we're going to be pretty busy next week, so we'll uh, we'll see you Monday. Like, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> Well, isn't the regulations now that you only need, as long as you're not symptomatic, you only need like three or four days? Five days. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I did my five days at home. It, uh, it was all right. <laughs> I mean, it was it just a tad worse this time with the whole breathing thing, but um, I just stayed really, really hydrated. Just drank a lot of water, Pedialyte. Uh, have you tried the new sports Pedialyte thing? I have not. I've seen it at the store. I haven't tried it yet. They're a little bit better, but I still highly recommend the Walgreens version of Pedialyte. Okay. They are cheaper, and they have better flavoring. Okay. Like, I can remember a couple of years ago, people would laugh and be like, why are you drinking Pedialyte as an adult? Like, it helps you get hydrated. Yeah. And I just chug like a bottle. Technically, you're... Have you ever read the directions on those? No. It's like... Based on your body weight, you're supposed to either drink half or a full one as soon as you get it, and then immediately start on a second one, or, well, I'm fat, so, I mean, according to body <laughs> weight. Like, I don't know, it was just a big gauntlet of things that you have to go through. Uh, yeah, but I just, I just chug one and I'm good. I got you. Yeah, I just drink one throughout the day. Joanna doesn't like them, and the boys don't like it, so uh, I just got a couple of them, and, like, last time I had it, I... I felt very fatigued, and um, I lost my sense of smell and taste, like, right off the bat. Uh, the sense, and, sense of taste and smell didn't go away this time until, like, toward the end. So let me ask you, because I have, I the only reason I got the first shot out of two is because I wanted off work that bad. Yeah. Other than that, I have had no nostril tests, no COVID tests, no other shots. My arm just now be- probably got better about seven to eight months after the shot. Golly, man. So did you ever try any foods that you don't like just to test that you had no sense of taste? I didn't try foods that I didn't like. Um, I just ate less. <laughs> See, I, I always thought if I got sick with it, I would taste like I would have a salad mm-hmm. because I hate all the... Like, I love tomato sauce. I love barbecue sauce. I hate the idea of a salad. <laughs> just everything, it, like whole tomatoes just gross me out. Cucumbers, lettuce. I mean, I don't know if it's a texture thing or what, but yeah. Cold, crunchy, and wet. Yeah, yeah. Don't Have COVID, test your senses. <laughs> uh, first round, I, um, I just ate burger patties. Mm. I wasn't going to go out and get stuff that I really enjoyed eating because it's just, what's the point? I'm not going to be able to taste it anyway. It depends on how they're cooked. They're, they came in a bag, so. Mm. 
Yeah. So, so I, you just like panini style or George Foreman did? Not even that. Just microwave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're like frozen in the bag, already pre-cooked and stuff. You just gotta warm them up. Yeah, I know. But I lost like ten pounds that one week. My secret favorite food is the microwavable burgers, the ones with the bun and cheese and all already. Those are they're like a dollar. Like gas station burgers? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they're not bad, man. Up I mean, that would always be my go to. Uh over at Quick Trip whenever I got off work like late, I'd go over to Quick Trip and grab one of those microwave burgers or one of the chicken sandwiches or something, just have that. Yeah, I say that. I went to Quick Trip right before you got here for lunch. Yeah. And I was like, should I get pizza? And I'm like, no, the mac and cheese didn't look good. It was like two fifty for a little bowl. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm going to go somewhere and get something that's cheaper. Yeah. Where do I go? McDonald's. <laughs> that's not cheaper, man. 20-piece chicken McNugget and a Boxo Fries. Yeah. Or what do they call it now? Basket. Yeah. Yeah. And they're saying super size is gone. Right. I want to guess maybe 11 or 12 bucks. It was 10. 10? Okay. Yeah. And then two drinks from Quick Trip, the extra large, like three something. So okay, I'm a fat guy. Like I can't go anywhere without it being ten bucks. Yeah. Like I don't can't you know what's the point in getting a small fry and just tantalizing your taste buds? Yeah. Give them the whole thing. You know. <laughs> Indulge yourself. Yeah. Speaking of fast food, actually, have you had that Sam's place? The, or, the or one that used to be the Long John Silver's. Yes. No, because it's the seafood. Oh, you don't like seafood. No, if God wanted us to eat seafood, he would have <laughs> gave us split hooks. Okay. Red meat. Okay. <laughs> uh, we actually went there a couple of times. I like I, I like shrimp. So, I got to tell you, man, it's the meatiest shrimp I've ever had. Were they shrimp or prawns then? It said shrimp. <laughs> okay. Not bad. Um, had that and some crab cakes and uh, some fries. It's not bad. They're just a little on the pricey side. Yeah. I still miss Long John Silver's. Yeah, I like Long John. Just because they're chicken. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Yeah. You know there's one still in Tulsa, right? 51st and Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like the crappiest, crappiest restaurant ever. Like, they don't even let people indoors anymore. Really? It's just drive-through? It's like two people running the whole show. <laughs> okay. It's probably the people that own it. Yeah. I mean, of course, with the treasure, you know. It doesn't bother me that both. Fish and chicken are cooked in the same grease. I thought about it, and I'm like, no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, they're not bad either. Uh, Joanna still wishes that uh, Long John Silver's was by the house, but Sam's isn't bad. Uh, it's just not something that we can get, like, more than twice, more than once a week, actually. It's kind of like Ron's hamburgers. Like, they're really good, but, I mean, you like, me and the kids couldn't walk away for under, like, 45 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, Ron's is really good. I usually get, here lately, I'll get like a double Big Daddy, mm -hmm. uh, just without the bun. No bun, no veggies, just meat and cheese, two patties, and uh, I'll just chow on that and call it good. Are you trying to still stick with like the keto or diabetic-proof diet? <laughs> I'm slowly trying to get back that way, but uh, it's not doing too well. <laughs> I like potatoes. Yeah, it is much. hard, though. I mean, especially with me. I'm physically pricking my fingers and seeing the number not drop. Yeah. Like, I'm taking a couple thousand dollars worth of drugs mm -hmm. daily. Well, the most expensive one I take weekly. I'm not seeing any any benefit. And my doctor really doesn't 
call me on it. All of a sudden, she'll, like this last time, she was like, no, I'm not going to fill your prescription until you come see me. Okay, why couldn't you tell me that? Yeah. It only been like two and a half months. I'm supposed to go back every three months. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I mean, okay, my number is 300. Yeah. You know what they're supposed to be? Like 80? Like 140 for me. Oh, 140. Yeah. Golly. Why? And I told her that. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. And she said, okay, just see me in three months. Okay. And people wonder why I'm a dick. <laughs> this is the same ho- or doctor's office that I almost got kicked out of because I was begging to see the doctor, and they refused to tell me that they could help me. And then come find out the next, like she literally said, I'm going to call the cops on you if you don't leave. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, you posted about that, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And then the next day when I had my appointment, they suddenly were not going to address it. They they swore to me they would call. The owner of the doctor's office said, I promise you, trust me on this. Have I wronged you? I was like, not yet. And she's like, have you given me a chance? I was like, no, because the rest of your staff is horrible. I mean, I'm saying this to like a 70-year-old woman. Yeah. And sure enough, she never called back. And the truth was, because I'm broke, I'm Title 17 Sooner Care, which allowed me to go there without being billed. I paid $4. Yeah. Because I, at that point, I still didn't have a job. Okay. So they're like, oh, you were Title 17 is taken care of. I was like, so you're telling me that yesterday did not happen, have to, and at that time, the person that said she was going to call the cops on me said, mister, just accept that you're you're being allowed to be seen, and don't bring it up. I was like, excuse me, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to your staff that is doing an amazing job. So, yeah. I can't make this stuff up. And then to make it worse, I'm told that I need to shut up on Facebook and not and man up and not bring up issues like that because I'm too overbearing when I respond. And then the person also said that they could not see a basis for us to be friends off of Facebook. Yeah. And so I unloaded on them. Huh. <laughs> People just assume I I come back with a vengeance. I really don't though. I just like to have conversations and I ask the stupid questions. Like just like I joined this business group and it's eight hundred dollars a year to join. Well, the owner of the company, the the mouthpiece, the front man, yeah, he asked people, he was like, Well, what if it was ten thousand dollars to join? What would you do differently? And of course people answer like all kinds of stuff and he's like, Why aren't you doing it now since it's cheaper? I get you. So yeah. I like answering those questions. Like, I don't know about you, but when my wife was in labor, we had already discussed what would happen if it was between her and the baby. Yeah. And I told her without hesitation, I was like, I know the baby. Like, I know it sounds wrong, but I have no intimate relationship with that kid yet. Yeah. You're my wife. I think at this point, it was, we were like three or four years into our our marriage. So we'd been together for like seven years. Okay. I have extremely emotional emotionable about people leaving me. Yeah. So why would I give up my wife for somebody I haven't even met yet? I mean, yeah, I love the kid because it's part me, but yeah. It's my wife or my kid. That's a rough conversation. Yeah. Yeah, we never we never had that. So. <laughs> well, it's kind of like the show to a more extreme, but what would you do? If you see somebody taking on a fat little girl, my words not, you know, based on anything else. Mm-hmm. And you're you're the parent saying no, you can't have anything that's fatty. You know, are you going to stand up and sit, say something or not? Am I the only one there? No, it, it sometimes it was 
a room full of people. Sometimes it was another table across. I mean, it just depended on where the people. I would like to think that I would stand up and say something, but I've always, unfortunately, I've always avoided confrontation. Yeah. So I would sound like a wimp. <laughs> no, but it's the truth. How many but, people actually would say something, though? Right. I mean, I, I would sit there wanting to say something and hope that someone would have the uh, the courage and go up and say something. I mean, as much as I would want to do it myself, but I don't know. See, that's the sad part because even though I portray an introvert, introvert on podcast, yeah, no way. Is that the right one where you're outgoing uh, extrovert. extrovert? In real life, I'm an introvert. Yeah, just like in the podcast studio, there was somebody outside that I had the door open that was playing their cell phone loud as hell. Mm-hmm. I pay money to rent here. She cleans here. Yeah. I should be able to go to her and be like, hey, cut that crap out. Yeah. That's annoying. She parked under the shade. I had to park in the heat. Do I say something? No, because I'm a wuss. <laughs> like, I really don't like confronting people. Yeah. And yet I have this I'm an asshole thing. Like, most of the time, if people confront me, I break down and cry because I get so pissed and I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, it really is kind of frustrating sometimes because I don't know how to relate my emotions into a real conversation. Yeah. It's all or nothing. I think that's the problem I had over at the dealership, too. Whenever I had issues with that with that mechanic, he would spout off some crap, and I didn't come back at him. I just got real quiet for the rest of the day, and, uh, and uh, I don't know. Yeah. You end up beating up yourself. Yeah. We're very similar in that aspect. I just started thinking back and questioning, am I even a good person, you know? And, I I, I mean, I've said it before, It's he is in that, he's one of the cogs in this whole machine of reaching out uh, that he's partially responsible for me starting reaching out, along with the loss. The loss was the main thing, but the thing that kind of drove it a little harder was him saying, hey, aren't you a Christian? Aren't you supposed to want to help people? You know, so. And he will forever be part of your story. Yeah. Just like the guy that said we could not be friends based on his vision. Fellow Christian, and it doesn't matter, you know, Jesus saved us both, and we go to, we went to the same church for years. Mm. Doesn't matter. There's no, there's no way we could be friends based on our, our whatever. Yeah. And then, of course, I sit there and break down for like two weeks. And then it happens again. Yeah. That's why I kind of want to take landmark training. The guys around here, they um, it's not really exper- or expensive, but and it's not what um, Tony Robbins, you know who that is. He's like yeah. a huge six foot something, big hands. He does certain like rituals to get him in the right mind space. I mean, really, this is like what NLP is, um, neurolog- neurological something repatterning or. It deals with your brainwaves and trying to find new paths. Yeah. Where this landmark is more, they believe that something happened traumatic in your life, and usually they say about three to four years old, that defines you for the rest of your life. So you have no clue of how the world works, but this one thing happened, and it defines the rest of your life, and it gets you to realize that we are held back by our mind back at that age. That we can never move past. Hmm. My my very first memory in life was 
because of my speech impediment. All my family heard was me shouting, and I could hear what I was saying. So all my life, I've been felt under misunderstood. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, as an adult, I have people telling me that I'm a jerk or I'm too abrasive. Yeah. So, and it makes sense. And I mean, of course, it always comes back to money with me. But I mean, this it's a weekend training. They put you in a room for, and on an uncomfortable chair for 10 hours. You know, no cell phone, no whatever. And they do reprogramming. And it honestly, looking at it, it kind of does have cult-like qualities. Yeah. Just because they don't advertise. They get you to recruit new people to come take the seminar yeah. to actually help give back. Like, they're really huge on volunteering. And so they'll have you recruit new people to take the training to get the volunteerism done. Yeah. So... Well, it sounds like instead of like doing a whole ad campaign and stuff like that, they're having people who actually went through the process uh, recruiting people so they can have like a proper recommendation. And that's what's funny. I just had the same pop in my head. Show me your passion. Yeah. I mean, you you are what you are around. I mean, shoot, with this new business meeting group, that's all I've done. I mean, since April 1st, when I became an official member I've now done over 60 hours of recorded on their system yeah. training hours worth of stuff. That, man? I am number 14 globally out of everybody that uses this system. Mm-hmm. I'm ranked 14 this month. Not globe or like all time. All time is like, I think, 5,500 hours or something like that. Yeah. But I'm already at 60 hours. So very cool, man. Yeah. It's awesome. I dive into stuff. Yeah. Because I have no life. <laughs> you know, I had an idea of what I wanted to talk about today. And uh, one of my friends posted on Facebook. He's like, friends and family, if I if I were to be gone today, what would you say at my funeral? And <laughs> that was a very thought-provoking uh, post. Because I didn't know what to say. I mean, she's a super nice lady. And I remember the first day I met her. And um, we've had many good conversations and stuff like that. It's just I can't. It was hard for me to talk about someone in the past tense while they're still here. You know, it just seemed odd to me. But th- th- that was last week, or it, it may have been a couple of days ago. <laughs> I don't remember. But uh, I got to thinking about it today because I saw the post again, and um, it, it got me thinking. I'm like, well, that's, it, it's kind of a sad subject, talking about your own funeral and stuff like that and what people would say about you. But I also thought it was sad that, now, we don't know what people are going to say about us at our funeral or who's going to show up. Why do we Why do we wait until someone's gone to tell other people that show up how they feel about that person? Why can't we tell them while they're still here? So I posted that on my timeline. I, I said, I know it's I know it's sad, and I had to put a disclaimer at the very beginning. <laughs> I'm like, I did notice that. Yeah, I'm like, I am not in a position right now where. Um, where there's cause for alarm or anything like that. But I'm just curious to know while I'm still here what people actually feel about me in their hearts. And um, <laughs> I asked that um, without thinking of how it would impact me whenever I started reading the comment. Uh, I made the mistake of reading the first comment in the lobby at the hotel because <laughs> um, uh, it, it was kind of rough. It, it was really nice. Uh, what what she had to say, but it, it hit me really hard when she referred to me in the past tense. You know, I, I I started tearing up immediately. I'm like, holy crap, that 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 sit pretty heavy. 
because I mean I've I've stated on here before that I'm yeah I, I'm afraid I, I still have fear of uh, death and dying and stuff like that and because um, I I don't know what's on the other side and um, if I sit in silence too long my mind starts to uh, get the best of me and stuff like that but this I'm trying to overcome those things by talking about it and facing it um, facing the subject head on. You know, just like talking about it or even joking about it. Um, but uh, uh, but just, I had another friend comment as well. And these were two really, really nice posts. I'm glad that I'm around to read what they actually uh, feel in their hearts about me. It's really nice. It just, uh, it just threw me for a loop. Seeing them refer me in the, in the past tense, like, like I was already going. But, I mean, what, why do we do that? Well, why why do we wait until someone's gone to really express how we feel about it? Because it's not natural. I mean, just same way why I refer to myself as a dick. And I keep on telling my wife when she's like, no, you're not. I was like, ha ha, in the pudding, and I like pudding. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think that's why I personally started moving away from that. Yeah. And not really caring what people think because I'm so much happier. But you're somebody that wants to connect with people and simply sit down and have a conversation. Yeah. So I could see why it would impact you more. And plus, I mean, it's probably something you don't want to think about. I mean, I'm sitting here watching you almost break down. I'm kind of cheering on for the tears. <laughs> it's been over a year that, you know, you've got to that point several times that you haven't broken down. Dang it, we need views. <laughs> Come on. But no, I mean, there's... There's probably 20 million more things going through your mind that you're not even bringing up. Yeah. Like, I'll go there and be like, you know, what's it going to be like when my kids don't have me around? And my wife, my mom, am I going to outlive my mom? And are they going to be secure? And that's the whole reason. Like, there's two times now that I've put everything up to chase my dreams because I fully, honestly believe that if I can get this company up off the ground, my family will be taken care of. Yeah. Of course, it doesn't help when we move into my wife's aunt's house, and the first thought I have is, this is the house you're going to die in. Oh, man. Yeah. And it, I, I of course, play with it because, like I said, I, I look at the stupid thing. Why I would feel that is because my aunt's not going to kick out her niece. So, therefore, I feel like she has security in that, and it may be a struggle, but she would find a way to keep her there. But then again, her aunt hates me because I yelled at her. Her mom hates me now because I yelled at her husband who has her brainwashed, you know. Yeah. So again, haha, <laughs> dick, jerk, whatever you want to call me. Yeah. Um, it's not the only post I saw today that uh, it got me thinking. So uh, one of my friends said something about, like, instead of having, like, a ceremony or a, or a, or a service or something, just throw them on a bonfire. I'm like, oh, I got to take it. Like, huh. Well, I had joked before. I told Joanna I want to be shot out of a circus cannon. <laughs> and uh, just like right into the grave and just stick it out of the ground like a lawn dart. <laughs> but then I got to thinking, I'm like, how can I add on to that? It's a very morbid thinking, but I thought it'd be funny. <laughs> I laughed so hard at this stupid idea today. I got so lightheaded. I was laughing so hard. And I had to call Joanna at work 
and tell her my stupid idea. <laughs> now, what if I got shot out of a cannon at a giant trampoline? I bounce and I land just right next to the grave. <laughs> and someone in the crowd says, oh, man, almost. <laughs> like, like, it's like a very morbid trick shot. <laughs> you could have dude perfect do it. That's my... That's my whole thinking was uh, I, I wanted to start my own YouTube channel called Man Almost. It's like a parody of Dude Perfect. And we we try trick shots and don't make it. You know, just say Man Almost and then move on to the next thing. And sometimes you end up in the hospital full body cast. <laughs> or if we do make it, you're like, oh, crap. That, I'm sorry. That's not what we're here for. <laughs> the bloopers are you making it. Right. <laughs> sorry, guys. That's not what we're about. I do believe, though, in Washington, as long as you have the right permits, you can be pushed out of the plane. Oh, wow. And there are people that do go into Alaska with nothing but a knife. Oh, boy. Yeah, that are still alive. Yeah. And then, of course, you have the death by pills, the assisted suicide. No, but what I want to do is a tribute to Valhalla. I want to be put into, well, I want to be cremated. That way it's more legal. And then the remains be put into a little boat. Yeah. And I want people to push me out into a lake and shoot fire arrows at it. Oh, right on. That's why I was holding my tongue. I was like, don't steal my idea. Don't steal my idea. And then you said bonfire. I was like, okay, he can have that. (laughs) In the, uh, that's not sky burial. That's a whole different thing. No, but like being pushed out of a plane, do they like (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) They fly over a target and try to hit it. They could. I'm sorry. That's awful. You know what's funny? There is this movie called like Ten Commandments yeah. or The Deadly Sins or something like it. I I saw it late night. Doesn't have nudity, but it just happened to be like late late night HBO or something. Yeah. And I believe it's Justin Long who is pushed out of the plane and the chute doesn't open and he lands in the ground feet first. Well, the thing is, if they remove him from the ground, he will die. So they throughout this whole movie, they're showing him like getting married in the ground, having kids in the ground, and then I believe trying to get out, yeah. and he dies. Oh, but yeah, that I mean, I know you're sitting here joking, but I mean, I just have all kinds of ideas coming through my mind because I do allow myself to go there. Yeah, you know, it isn't unique for me to be like, all right, if I was in this situation, and plus it, I do, I did find out. Okay, answer me this. You're on the highway. How many times do you ever imagine you just jerking the wheel into oncoming traffic and dying? I don't think about that. I think about other people. You know, that's one of the most common ways of committing suicide that people think about. Really? Yeah. It's so common for everybody to be driving and just want to jerk it. I mean, and it's it's funny because we don't talk about stuff like this. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. What would you say when somebody died? But also... Do you know them enough to say, how do you want it, the funeral to be taken care of? Like, I legitimately want shorts and t-shirts, even if it's in winter. It can be moved inside. Yeah. Cooking hot dogs, hamburgers, and let it be a celebration. Yeah. Because if you're going to come to my funeral, you're going to be one of those people that don't think I'm a dick nonstop, mm-hmm. which is few and far between, even if it's just my wife and kids. You know, I, that's still what I want. I want a remembrance because... Going to Altmulgi, my grandparents' grave is constantly chipped and broken because it's a flat headstone 
and it's all Moggy Cemetery rules. If it's a flat headstone, they run over it with a tractor or lawnmower. Yeah. So they're constantly chipping the grave, making the flower vase that overturns. And when it's flat, they just run over it. So it goes deeper into the ground. One time we had to get a shovel to pry it out, put in more dirt just to get it level with the top of the ground. And I would sit there and watch my grandma cry because on his desk, she turned to me at nine years old. Where do you want Papa buried? Next to Dusty or in Bex? Dusty was my friend that had died a year before in a go-kart wreck. Yeah. So I blame myself for my grandma crying for years. No wonder I don't want to be buried somewhere. Yeah. So should we think about this more or do you think it should be like, where's the fine line? I mean, you're not wanting everybody to be morbid, but at the same time, it does bring a point. What would you say at my funeral? Not mine in general, but like, would you ask somebody? Here's one. Would you ask your wife and expect an answer? I don't think she would tell me because she doesn't like to go to that. She is a happier person. She likes wearing colors other than black. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny. her, Her work uniform is black. Like scrubs. Like all the time? Yeah. They huh. used to be different colors, but then they switched to black. So on a side note, I do like it when, like, the dentist my kids go to, yeah. they'll wear the same color scrubs on what day, but they'll have, like, different colors. They never wear the same clothes twice. That's or how, they'll wear it twice, but, I mean, not back-to-back, I guess. Right. I mean, that's how it used to be where she works. Like, they had a set, like, of, like, turquoise and then green and then pink and then black. But then they just went to just straight black. So, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think she would tell me. Would you ever want to ask your kids? Maybe on down the road. Maybe. But right now, I wouldn't want to put that on them right now. I'll just let them. I mean, they, 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 they're aware of what death is. But I, I don't want them to think of their folks going. I mean. Oh, so if you go, Joanna is going with you. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, I mean, my. My dad talked about it before, like after he goes stuff like that, and, and it's just I, I try to redirect the conversation because I get uncomfortable. I don't want to think about it. when even now I, I I don't want to think about that, but it's something that everybody goes through. It's just I'm not ready. But I was just like my grandpa. I mean, I was nine. I don't think it, it registered. My friend had died from a car wreck or a go kart accident. I was aware of death. But with him, it was like he was chilling the garden, realized it was late, so he had to get up to Broken Arrow from where we were, and he was ran into on Bro- on 111th Street by a full-size, like the old, like the middle row spinning captain chairs, like where you had the TV up and you could hook up a Nintendo. Yeah. Like that type of full-size. Just hit him. Bam. He was in the hospital for two weeks. I still want to find the ho- Broken Arrow municipal hospital or whatever yeah um because they were going to send him home on dirt roads with a broken neck and then two weeks later a blood clot released and went to his heart and killed him so i never saw him yeah i saw everybody heartbroken for two weeks crying the morning it happened um the first car left and then i left with the second car um and it was just like i think if anything that was my biggest regret because they said he had a $4,000 neck brace made that we never saw. But they were like, he doesn't look like Papa. You know, you don't have to if you don't see him. My two-year-old cousin went and saw him and hung up on his bed. And I couldn't do it. Yeah. 
even on the day he died, they said by the time we got there, he was completely blue. They, like, I've now seen dead people before they're embalmed and everything, mm. and they weren't that blue. Like, it was, they said it was intense. He had to have been dead before they found him. Yeah. Yeah, so. But enough of the downers. <laughs> yeah, and that's what's funny. We never saw that neck break. They charged us $4,000. And we still don't know who the guy that got out of the car and held his neck for 30 minutes yeah. until the ambulance got there. Like, he, as soon as the ambulance got there, he left. Oh, wow. If it hadn't been for the police chief's daughter behind him saying he had the green light, she had a green light also, but she was in a turn lane. Mm. So if you ever, for anybody 16 and younger, a green light on a turn lane is still a yield. Yeah. You can only go left on a green arrow. Well, now you got the flashing yellows. Yeah. Aren't the flashing yellows just pretty much what the green circles? I don't know. I mean, I don't even really pay attention. Like now I live in the country area, so I run stoplight or stop signs all the time. <laughs> Like, I know it sounds bad, but there's not a lot of traffic once I get outside of Broken Arrow. Yeah. So, I mean, I may see car, two cars by the time I get to the next Main Street. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Uh, I mean, it, it, it just got me thinking. I know I'm going back to the, the sad topic. But I've just had this on my mind all day. We can make it cheery. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I said this in my post, too. I mean... Some of the guys or some of the, some of the people I went to school with, some of my old friends I hadn't seen since high school, and the only time I've ever seen them since then was at two funerals, and I haven't seen them outside of that ever since. And I hate that it has to take a funeral to bring people back together. I, I know everybody's got their own lives and they're busy and they're they're, they're doing stuff, but I beg to differ. Beg to differ. Yeah, I get that excuse and be like, well. I'm just busy. I, you know, I can't hang out with you. That's crap. And especially now, I have verbal rep- representation that I can do a full time job and still learn. Like I'm literally proof positive that you have time to do both. Yeah. Like it's hard, but how bad do you want it? How bad are you affected by the, just the thought of death? How much do you want to actually? Sort out an hour of your life to give a podcast about reaching out to other people. You got to eat lunch, right? Schedule 30 minutes with somebody. Got to eat dinner, right? Yeah. Have their family over. Your your kids know each other, right? Have a play date. I mean, there's so many opportunities and we make all these excuses. Yeah. I mean, friendship really does matter. We are better as a community than separate. And that's what digital age has done. I mean... I'm a digital general manager. I handle people's social medias for a living. Yeah. And it is destroying people around us. Like, how much do we actually talk on the phone outside of doing podcasts together? Every now and then. Exactly. If you know, there was a ESPN podcast. Um, I can't remember the name, but Greeny was part of it. I think it was Mike and Mike in the morning or something like, like that. They got to the point where they hated each other. But they had a commitment to do the show. Yeah. That for like five years, they didn't talk in between takes before and after the show. They didn't run notes anymore. And they just came together, acted civil, did the show, had high ratings. And now they both finally let it out and they have their own shows now. Individual shows? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, dang. (laughs) Yeah. So it does take an effort to actually live life with somebody. Yeah. It's 
I miss these people. These are people that I made memories with in junior high. People that I've had over at my house. People I've been to their house. I've had meals with them and their families. And now we just exist to each other online. But we're Facebook friends, right? It kind of hurts. Because, I mean, we, we, we let life put up a border. And, uh, I mean, that's how, I mean, that's how reaching out originally was conceived before it was reaching out to the depressed, the lonely, the anxious. It was me wanting to spend time with at least one friend per week. And then we just sit and talk about life and catch up, see how we've been since school. Um, it should be like that again. Yeah. I'm willing to stay like here at the office if you're willing to. Because like today you came in after work. Yeah. And most people are more free after work. So let's do that. Would that be okay with your family or do you need to check? Because I will check with my wife just to make sure. I mean, but I mean, it is, I jokingly say that and putting you on the spot. But at the same time, that is part of the equation now because you have wife and kids, you know, and there are barriers. But that's the whole point of this is to have a guest. And honestly, to keep me off so I don't put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> so, I mean, we have the ac- access now to a building that we can hold more people. Yeah. And you can interview more people. Yeah. I would like to put the camo signal out. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, reaching out is not going away by any means. This is just an extension, you know. This this is how it's evolving. But, I mean, I, I can have my friends on here and we'll talk about life and what we've uh what all's been going on since we've seen each other in school and i'm pretty sure a lot of these people have had struggles and experiences and stuff like that that i think people might want to listen to and hear about because they've probably been through those same things as well and it'd be cool to ask them how they're getting through these things you know or you could just have a conversation because not everybody's ready right and since i'm putting you on the you know (laughs) on high alert right now. Yeah. It could just be a conversation. It doesn't have to be intense or how you got over something. Literally a conversation. What's been up? Yeah. How are things? How's life been? Especially if they're another artist and they can come promote and like you can actually network with them and say, how do you do, how do you come up with a vision? How do you, what's the grand design? I like that. That's very cool. And that essentially is networking. So, I mean, it could be for business. Have a conversation with another artist. Have a conversation with somebody who's mentally unwell. You know, whatever it may be, it it depends on the person. Yeah. But literally, just the fact. That's why I kind of changed the intro tagline to instead of me coming up with something. Literally, it's time to have a conversation. And that time is set apart specifically. You know, no more about an agenda or what a show topic is, but literally just having a conversation, inspiring people to start talking about certain things. Yeah. We're just talking in general, you know? I mean, messaging people is great, but I want to hear their voice. Yeah. You know? Because I come off as a jerk that way, too. <laughs> no, I mean, I I haven't seen a bunch of my friends in so long, I forgot what they sound like. I hate that. I mean, I mean, I'll see some people out at the store or something, and I'll hear them. I'm like, whoa, you didn't sound like that in school. <laughs> but, or maybe they didn't. I just don't remember because it's been like freaking 14 years since. And you're not talking about Esther, who now became Jack. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. Way to go. Now you made me think about my grandma, 
grandma's and grandpa's voice. Now I can't picture their voice. <laughs> Way to bring it down again. I'm sorry, man. That's the thing, though. I can I can still remember my grandpa's voice. I can't remember my grandma's voice, but I can still remember my grandpa. Uh, and we're getting sad again. <laughs> no, I mean that's the reality, though. You're trying to keep the voices alive. Yeah. Well, the bad voices out of your head. The right. good ones in. Yeah. Uh, uh, I just I just miss these people. These people that that were a part of my life. That that was one of the biggest parts of my life is being high because I made a lot of really good friends. Lifelong friends you still talk about. Right. Armando and I still talk pretty much daily. Um, I haven't heard from my buddy Josh in a while. You should make a bucket list of friends and every week reach out to one. I like that. And if we have to, we can get them on the phone and I can plug it in through here. Yeah. There's a way. That'd be awesome. That way there's no excuse. <laughs> I'll ask around. No. No? Make a list. I'll make a list. And have no. a goal. I, that's the reason why I say that because even these, even though I'm taking business classes, yeah. they're still a mindset behind it like if asking somebody to come on your podcast doesn't make you nervous and i know that's kind of pushing like armando and josh out of the way first but you're right you do talk to them so it would be easy and you know the conversation would be well yeah so i'm not discounting for them but it's the people that like live the farthest away or maybe you maybe they are on their deathbed or maybe they're you know their depression's big and I hate to say it, but, you know, I'm not going to name names because, you know, I don't even know if there is anybody like that. Yeah. But if you know somebody's like, more towards the end, like, make that a goal first. Or if you have a, like, maybe their spouse just passed and you know they want to talk about remembering them and would help them. Yeah. You know, and in business, I mean, just you make the list about people you want to be within your circle. Yeah. So you reach out to them. And that's why I think the list would be important. And not only that, it would help you put consideration into it. Like, why this person over this person? Yeah. And you never release the list. I'll just say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, keep it a secret, but make it, like, in order, you know? <laughs> Reminds me of the office. They got everybody's headshot on the table. They put beans oh, the on the beans, there. yes. What does a bean mean? <laughs> I love that <laughs> Well, in that case, what about Robert California's list? You know, some people draw penises or whatever. I, I doodle names. And, like, all the good people are on one side, bad people are on the other. Yeah. And then um, Andy makes it a big deal. And, like, well, these are all my list. You know. Yeah. So, Andy, any winding words? The, uh, one of the main things I want to get across is we should start telling people how we really feel about in our hearts while they're still here. Because, um, I mean, you can say whatever you want about them after they're gone, but, they're, they're, I mean, they're not there to hear it. So, I mean, that's that's why I want to start doing it, too. If everybody's listening and you get a message, don't be surprised. Because <laughs> I, I might just start messaging people, letting them know how I feel about it. It'll kill me. <laughs> not, not, like, some 10-year hatred or anything like that. Just, I, if I want to talk about it, I... I I think I got to do it too. So start taking some time and messaging a couple people. And if you don't accept the invitation to be on the podcast, he'll devote an entire show to you. Yeah. Talking crap on you. <laughs> no. <laughs> but that's it. I mean, I, just. And no crap talking. Uh, Remember that Becky in third grade that broke his heart? <laughs> <laughs> nah, just, it, it, if you really appreciate somebody and you like what they're doing or you like.
them as a person or or uh and don't don't just keep it to yourself until they're gone tell them now so they can it, it can really turn their day around i think so and i think that will strengthen friendships and relationships as well if you just talk to each other one way. and as always this wise words with camo <laughs> We need like a stinger just for that. Like we can play music behind it while you talk and everything. <laughs> nice little piano music. Okay. <laughs> I'll get to work on that. Okay. But until then, if you have any show ideas or want to be on the show, if you have a bone to pick with Camo, please reach out to him through the Facebook page, Facebook group, reaching out with Camo.com. Like everywhere you can think of, it's probably going to be taken by reaching out with Cameron.com. Or yeah, reaching out with Cameron. Yeah. And until next week, I've been R.A. Create and Camo. Until next time, KSITJ. Great. Great.